Ultimate Guide Podcast, Episode 50. Hey, it's the Boomer Gal, Kaylin Amadio, your host of the Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast, and I want to introduce you to today's special guest, Isabel Banerjee. Now, I pronounced that right. I should have asked you before we started, right? You were absolutely correct. Okay. Banerjee like energy. Okay, got it. Let me tell you a little bit about Isabel. After 20 years, and she says they are very rewarding years, she sold the assets of her corporation, Fancorp Incorporated, to dedicate herself to supporting others to achieve personal and professional success. She relocated to Arizona in 2011 from Canada, correct? That's right. Okay, from Canada to Arizona. And she established the uh, U.S. footprint of Grow Your Biz, an international organization that empowers women business owners and cultivates major economic impact around the world. She is a serial entrepreneur, sounds very familiar, a mother, grandmother, and cheerleader for many. Isabel resides in Phoenix with her husband, Ajoy Banerjee, who is a PhD. They share a love of family, deep friendships, and learning as they savor the diversity and cultures of the world. So, Isabel, welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast. Thank you for having me, Kaylin. This is exciting. <laughs> It's always fun to talk to people from somewhere else in the world. Technology is a fabulous tool. It is. At least we when are... it works, right? Absolutely. Can't live with it or without it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I gave people a, just a little, um, you know, bio of you. Would you expand on that? And please it, feel free to share with people, though you do not have to, whether or not you two are a baby boomer. Oh, I'm proud to say that I'm a sixth decade baby boomer, and I'm really anchored right in the middle. I was born in 1954, uh, and I am excited because each decade gets better, more opportunities, more ability to, as you say, work around the world, and um, I think I'm getting smarter. <laughs> I feel that way too sometimes. That's a good feeling, right? It is. It you is. Know? Instead of getting slower, you're getting smarter. Now, yeah. um, tell people what it is you're doing now. I know you've relocated, you sold your company, you've done several things, but what is it exactly you're doing now? Well, I have two occupations that keep me very busy and keep my husband wondering where I am some nights. I am the managing director for an organization called Grow Your Biz, which creates personal boards of directors for women-owned businesses. Um, so it, I have the honor and the exciting um, activity of being with women entrepreneurs, mostly baby boomers, who have started their own businesses that are growing them um, so that they are economically empowered and free to go out there and make an impact in the world. Um, additionally, I have just launched the Encore Catalyst, which is my movement to help baby boomers realize that retirement planned obsolescence is really not what we have in mind for ourselves. It's that it is a new beginning. Taking the tacit knowledge, the experience, the wisdom of those decades and choosing exactly what you'd like to do now um, to support the lifestyle you'd like for the rest of your life. Mm. And 
you know, that's an important thing. I heard a statistic on the radio, and I wish I could remember exactly which way it went. I think it said that there will be more millennials in the workforce now than there are boomers, which is the first time that, that there's a shift. Uh, I'm, not I'm not sure if I have that accurate or not. I, I don't know either, uh, but it, it would make sense. But I've also heard the statistic that more boomers are now returning to the workforce or starting uh, their own businesses than ever yeah. before. Yeah, I've heard that there is a spike in entrepreneurship, and it's yeah. it's basically due to baby boomers who yeah. are who are coming back to the workforce or retiring out of corporate and deciding to you know start a business doing what it is they want to do. Yeah. And I've, I've also heard that, you know, we're the first generation that we're really not looking to retire necessarily. I mean, I remember my parents very much looking forward to it. I remember my grandparents looking forward to it, you know, and entering retirement and what a big deal it was. But I know, you know, with many of my friends, uh, and I'm at the end of the boom, so, you know, my older friends, they just don't seem to want to retire. They keep working. Well, you know, my philosophy is that you should only retire from the things you don't like to do. Um, and, you know, I think that we are now facing the reality that we are going to live much longer than the previous generations uh, did. And in many cases, we'll outlive um, the retirement savings that yes. we thought would be sufficient. Yeah. Some, In some cases, it's because we didn't make enough or save enough. In, in many, many cases, um, people lost a great deal of their portfolio and, and their cushion back in 2007, 2008. Right, during the recession. Well, let me get us back on topic a little bit. I get carried away sometimes. So um, I assume that you've worked with all kinds of different people in uh, your the two hats that you're wearing, but do you find working with baby boomers different in any way? Um, I guess, yeah, the, the identifiable characteristics are that they really are experienced, they're seasoned, they've had a few decades where they've been in the workforce or they have had their own business or they've done both in many, many cases. So there's a, a confidence about to them um, and there's also an, an expectation of a higher lifestyle as opposed to, okay, we're not, we're not the generation who wanted to get in the rocking chair on the porch uh, and be quiet. We're not going quietly. We're going robustly and vibrantly into um, the next act. Right, right. Well, yeah. if you could give advice to everyone listening today, what mm -hmm. would your top three tips be for boomers who are, I guess, you know, they're looking to retire or they're yeah. to reinvent themselves, but they're, they're ready for whatever the next step is? Number one would be to be very clear that you are not who or what you did. So in terms of your identity, it's not the business card or the title that preceded these years coming to this. Um, that you are the culmination of all of your strengths and your experiences and your individual interests. Uh, number two is just as I said, you get to choose. It's your time and you get to choose to retire from the things you don't like to do 
and be more purposeful or mindful of the things now that you would like to do. For many of us, we uh, carried on in roles that we were cast in or, or, or pushed towards to do, and we've, we've done our duty, we've fulfilled our obligations. Um, so, so that's that. And number three is, uh, I'd say, be careful of the retirement mirage. Um, you know, we were the generation that watched the television commercials of those, um, that very attractive couple with the silver hair, with the polo sweaters over their shoulders, you know, sitting on the front of their yacht. Uh, and that, that causes a, a great disappointment. I mean, it's a real, uh, you know, anticlimax when you get to that stage and say, my life isn't anything like that. Now, now I get to write my own story. Right. You get to uh, consciously, I guess, make the future what you want it to be. Yeah. I call it set the stage for, right. the, ne for the next and best performance of your life, your encore. And there you go. There you go. I like it. Yeah. So when people are sort of coming to these realizations that they don't have that sweater over their shoulders <laughs> and they're not, they're not on that yacht. Yes. Right. What are the biggest challenges that you see boomers facing as they come to, you know, to grips with all of this and realize, but I still, I still have a great many years that I'm going to be on this planet and what am I going to do with my time now? Absolutely. Um, one of the common themes is that identity crisis. Who am I? Because we've been a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor or a, ho a homemaker or whatever, a business owner for many years. And uh, I personally suffered from it. I, I, I called it identity crisis syndrome. I was no longer the CEO of that business card and right. figuring out who I am today and, um, and also embracing that I am wiser I am more wary of what goes on in the world, good and bad. Um, so, so that's it. And also, you know, changing the mindset. I don't know about you, but to me, when I, 30 or 40 years ago, I thought 55, 60 was really old. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't look that way from here now. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, yeah. I can tell you I have a very vivid memory in grammar school of being in, I think I was in first grade, and seeing some fifth and sixth graders, and it was Halloween. It was the day that we all got to wear our costumes to yes. school. Yes, yes. And they were in these costumes, and they just looked so old and mature, and I remember thinking, gosh, I'll never be that cool, you know, that old and, and capable, right? All, you know, we do that to ourselves right. always throughout our right. lives. Right. Well, and, and there again, I think the media contributed a lot to that because yeah. the television series that we grew up with, you know, portrayed that nice, neat couple with the pearls around her neck and, you know, certain, uh, certain uh, rituals that were observed. Well, uh, that was way before we'd even dreamed of having um, G4 technology and tablets and being on the run around the world. Right? Sure, sure. And being, you know, being connected all the time. Um, yeah. I, and I think I interrupted you. Were there any other uh, obstacles that you wanted to point out so people are aware of them? 
I'm not sure. I, I thought I might have interrupted you. Um, the another one that I talk to people about frequently is that the the cast and crew that supported you in your previous roles in life might need to be updated. You know, not everybody is going to see you in the new light uh, that you may see yourself. And just to be conscious of, uh, it isn't for everyone what you choose to do. And they're very, it may take a little getting used to, to recognize the new you, the present you. Right. Well, that's, that's a good point. Because um, even the people who love you the most sometimes don't always like to see you change. They're, right. they're comfortable with who you are and the, the way they get to interact with you and because it means work on their part. Yeah, absolutely. And they, and they don't want to get left behind. Yeah. So yeah. Not, not knowing if this new you, the present you, uh, has room for them in their lives. Right. I don't know. Yeah, right. You know, that, that's another statistic is, you know, and kind of tongue-in-cheek is that the number of husbands and wives that have retired and realized they really don't want to spend that much time with their spouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually, it was on the news, I think, yesterday that I heard that, you know, they're always telling us about divorce statistics, but they're saying there's a rise in divorces amongst the over 50 set. And I don't know if that has something to do with it or, you know, children are grown, they're gone, and two people start to realize, gee, you know, we each want different things now because we're different people now than we were yeah. when we were grown. But the, uh, there's a whole host. It, it just shows that for boomers, and we're such a large, you know, group of people, mm -hmm. that the world is is sort of learning things because we go through it, right? And Absolutely. you know, all these studies are are we've been studied since you know the moment it happened, right? Since they named us and decided, you know, what the parameters of our generation were. They've been studying us. And, um, you know, we just keep learning new and, and different things because of, of these, this group of boomers that is traveling through life as we age together. Yeah, and I think we, we set the precedence. We were the first generation to be named. Yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. yeah. So we are, we're paving the way, um, we, <laughs> we're the beta trial uh, of everything, so right. it, Absolutely it's pretty cool. Everything. In which, and that means we should get to make all the rules, right? Yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. right? Who else is going to make them? Nobody else knows what we're going through but us. Right. So for the people who are listening to us right now, whether it's an audio or whether they're watching us uh, on video at any point in time, and they've decided, okay, I see, I've got another 40 years I'm, I'm going to be around. And right. it's, you know, what is this next stage? Isabel just told me I get to set the stage for the, you know, the greatest act. Is that what you said? The next I, and best the, performance of your life or you role go. of your life. Yes. So, uh, you know, I believe it. What would you have them do right now? What change or what action would you have them take right now to start um making these changes in their life? Mm. Uh, gather with others that have that same outlook, that uh, you're not obsolete. Mm. In fact, you are a great contributor to future generations. Um, don't accept other people's definition of what this stage of your life should be. I love that. 
Yeah, um, this may be the time that you pursue something that you've always, you know, harbored in your heart for a long time. Be very clear about what it's going to take to finance the rest of of that lifestyle and and how you'll support it. I mean, uh, you know, let's be practical about this as well. Right. And right. when I when I turned sixty, it was like, wow. I for sure will live another 25 years, but it could be 35 or 45, possibly 55 more years. What am I going to do uh, to stay interested and vibrant and happy in my life? Right. And how how am I going to sustain that lifestyle financially? Right. So, so it makes you think. Yeah, we have to be practical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So how can people get more of you? Where can they go to, to find you and maybe work with you one-on-one -on -one or, or I don't know what, what kind of um, products that you have. You know, would you have group training or? Absolutely. We are putting together programs to suit everybody's um, appetite and, and ability, both online and face-to-face, -face, small group coaching, uh, group programs, some seminars and webinars. And if you connect with me on my website, which is www.theencorecatalyst.com, then uh, I'll keep you up to date with what we've got. Generally, um, we're going to share lots of good stuff for free because that's how we all get farther ahead on our journey. Right, by, yeah, by helping each other out with uh, yes. all of our cumulative knowledge. And there's a lot of it in the boomer generation. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You can't even quantify it. There's, there's a lot out there. And that's really part of what you're, you're telling people, too, is, you know, take stock mm -hmm. of, you know, all these skills you have and all this knowledge you have and how, you, how do you want to put it to use for your future. You get to design it. You know, and that's something that Isabel can help you with. And if, if you're um, listening but unable to write that down, her website down, theencorecatalyst.com, don't worry. You can always come back to Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.com and search for Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L, that's how she spells it. And you'll find this particular uh, episode and the link will be part of that episode. So you can always come back. No worries on that front. So before I let you go, Isabel, would you um, like to share uh, an inspirational quote that you enjoy or a story or something before we end our time together today? Well, um, usually I'm very good with spontaneous requests, so let me see. The story is a farm girl from Western Quebec in Canada uh, traveled the world met incredible people and acquired skills and knowledge and memories and she brought those all together to help other people along their journeys in life and boy they would never recognize her on the farm now <laughs> I like that I can almost picture that whole journey I love it I yes. love it and so simply put so, Isabel, now let me give, I got to read your last name in order to say it again. Hold on. I have it. Oh, I thought I had it here. I want well, I I'm, say I'm, it. I'll make it easy for you. It's Banerjee, Banerjee. Like Energy. Like Energy. Isabel Banerjee. 
I have so many no notes in front of me on my computer screen. Isabel yeah. Banerjee, it yes. has been a pleasure meeting you today. Hey, my pleasure with you, Kaylin. I love what you're doing. I'm, I've read, I listened to a number of the shows already, and I can't wait to hear more. Uh, I love how you're spreading the word around the world. Thank you so much. It is my uh, honor, really, to meet people like you. I really enjoy it. And for those of you listening, this is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where every Tuesday afternoon we try and release a brand new episode for you at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I'm on the East Coast of the United States, so it's on 2 p.m. Eastern, where we introduce you to wonderful people like Isabel Banerjee and um, the Encore Catalyst, right? Yeah. I've got it. That's that's right. TheEncoreCatalyst.com because together we just want to, you know, share our knowledge with each other and with all of you so that we can all build um, thriving businesses. That's one of the things I help people do, but really live vibrant lives because that's what we all want. So until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.